Yeah, you want to get engagement. So let's say, you know, traditional newsletters on average, correct me if I'm wrong here, y'all, y'all e-commerce folks, but 20 to 30% open rates, you know, around two to three percent click rate. And that's an average newsletter. With MailChimp, you build a targeted list, you create a personalized message. Hello and welcome to the Ecom Ops Podcast. We believe that there is more than enough content focused on e-commerce marketing and not enough content celebrating the real heroes of e-commerce, those running the operation. Each week, we find and interview an e-commerce operations expert to share the secrets behind how some of this industry's most exciting businesses are run. I'm your host, Norbert Strappler, the CEO of SingSpider. Hello and welcome to another Ecom Ops podcast interview. Today I'm talking to Louise from Mailshake. Hey Louise, great to meet you. Likewise, Robert. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, I'm more than happy to have you here. So Mailshake is a big number. I love this uh, this tool. Um, I'm I'm a user. So, um, but tell us a bit more about um, about uh, yourself, about um, what, what you're doing, how you came into e-commerce. Um, and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if we can do all that in 30 minutes, Norbert. So mm. rewind. Um, fresh out of college, I'm selling e-commerce advertising and I'm doing... And I'm making 100 cold calls a day trying to sell digital advertising e-commerce. I'm selling it to CEOs, VPs of e-commerce. And eventually, I broke sales records there. I learned a ton and I left and I started my own e-commerce consulting agency. And in the middle of that, I sold everything I owned. I sold my car. I moved to Thailand and I built an affiliate e-commerce site, Hammock Town. It's actually it's on Flippa now. I don't know if by the time uh, this podcast finishes launching at all, <laughs> this will be it'll still, it'll still be available. But I, you know, I always loved e-commerce. But then discovering SaaS and how SaaS can help e-commerce, it's been a really fascinating experience for me. So I worked at this company called Experiment Engine, and we got to A-B test websites. It's like Whole Foods, The Honest Company, DMV.org, really high traffic websites. We got to A-B test the different versions. They eventually got acquired by Optimizely. And once I left Optimizely, where I was presented the opportunity to work with Mailshake, and for me that was incredible because one, I was a customer. I've used the tool. I've you know I, I've done the role where I needed the sales engagement tool and didn't have it. And since then, I've been able to do every single customer facing role here. So you know the first customer success hire and then scaling and growing the team, and then the first sales hire, scaling and growing the inbound sales team. Now scaling the outbound sales team. And it's it's been fun. It's been a, a learning experience. You know, as a first time sales manager, there's a ton to learn, and most of it is from your team. Oh yeah. Um, what and how does does Mailshake fit into e-commerce? So, Mailshake and e-commerce. A lot of people they they get us confused with Mailchimp, yeah. and I've used Mailchimp a ton, and I, you know, when I was doing demos, we were at the time we were Mailchimp customers. So I would say, hey, we also use Mailchimp. Mailchimp is a great tool for you. E-commerce, it's a little different. Where 
you need to get creative if you're going to use MailShake for e-commerce. You're probably, and then we just exported all our one deals the last year and saw that about you know, out of 701 deals, over 50 were e-commerce companies. So you know, we're going back and looking, okay, well, what are they using MailShake for? And they're using it to do link building. Mm-hmm. They're using it for influencer outreach. Any type of cold targeted email or... I've seen some companies be really creative with it where they integrate email and Instagram. So, you know, pr- pretend you're, you know, a, a bikini brand and you want to build relationships with influencers. You can pull their Instagram profiles and email with Phantom Buster or something like that, upload it into MailShake. Out of a thousand influencers, you create this campaign that you're A B testing. So, 500 in one segment, 500 in another. You're testing if email only is better than email and Instagram. And by the end of that, you, have a hundred influencers and some data to run with, you know, in your next experiment. So, I've seen influencer agencies as well, but yeah, in in house and e commerce, um, that that's how I've seen companies use Mailshake for e commerce. I think that uh, our users most probably do not actually know the difference. What's the difference between a newsletter software and Mailshake? So, because Mailshake actually is no newsletter software, uh, it's usable for emails, but which kind of emails? What do you do exactly with MailChimp? 100%. That's a, a fantastic question. So a newsletter email, that's somebody who've, who's opted in. They said, hey, Norbert, I want, you know, uh, I'm Norbert. I go to a site. I want to receive information from this e-commerce site. Let's say it's hammocktown.com. Now you're sending me weekly emails. They're beautifully designed. They, you know, that there's a ton of content on there and there's images displayed that lead you to a goal, which is to go and transact. Now, MailShake is for relationship building. You're, you're sending cold emails to people who aren't expecting emails from you, but you're sending them in a personalized way. And ideally, you're researching the person you're sending it to before. And now you're creating this process because more likely than not, they're not going to respond to your first email. So MailShake is going to help you do is send a series of follow-up emails until they respond. And you know, in the last year, based on all the customers that have, that have been giving us feedback, we've integrated social components as well. Because we know with data that an omni-channel approach, an approach that finds your customer where they live, right? If you're targeting influencers, they're on TikTok and Instagram. You know, they're, they're, they're not going to answer their email as fast. So going to both channels and... Uh, cre- creating a custom campaign in MailShake will enable you to do that. Cool. So we are the differentiation is cold email versus signed up email for uh, newsletter software, especially. And another thing is, someone might say um, it's illegal to send cold emails. How do you answer that? It's not. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Tell me more. Let's move on. No. <laughs> so. I mean, I have this very rehearsed where it's like, look, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not giving you legal advice. But I personally spent a ton of time on canned spam reading it because email has been my life the last decade. And there are there's different rules for different states. There's different rules for different countries. There's GDPR. There's canned spam. Their Canadian has their own act. The main thing is don't sell something. Don't be shady and don't sell something. Go to build a relationship and that's not illegal. So stop worrying about if I need an unsubscribe link, if I need my address, if I you know need to ask for their permission, like don't sell something and you're gonna be okay. Build a relationship. And then if they give you permission, then you can sell. 
Okay, that's great. So the main action point that I need to follow when I write a cold email is that I don't sell a product or a service, but I can reach out and start building a relationship. A hundred percent. So you want to get a reply. You want to get engagement. Mm -hmm. So let's say, you know, traditional newsletters on average, uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, y'all, y'all e-commerce folks, but 20 to 30% open rates, you know, around two to 3% click rate. And that's an average newsletter. With MailChimp, you build a targeted list, you create a personalized message. We're aiming for 40 to 60% open rates. You know, if you're if click is an action, which we don't recommend it to be, you know, it should be a very, you know, it, you need a compelling reason to have the click in there. Um, we've seen over over 10% when it when it works, but. What we want is replies. We want people actually engaging and replying and saying, "Hey, are you? You know, I'm asking for interest. Any interest in working with us to to build this up? Amazing. You're interested. Now I'm going to send you more information about it. And not only is this going to get you better responses because people don't have time to go through you know a novel from somebody they just met. Like imagine going to somebody in the street and just for 30 seconds." Jumping in front of them and taking their attention. It's like you, you got to earn your way in there with a hello, how are you? Oh, <laughs> nice. You know, it's <laughs> so it's the same thing. You're intruding in somebody's inbox, you're intruding in their DM, whatever it is. You, uh, you, you need a strategy for it. So, you know, that's the, you know, that's another difference is like the approach that you're going to have it and the results you're going to have. You're sending to a lot less people, but you're going to get more engagement and more results mm -hmm. got it got it yeah it's very interesting um what, what is a good um um uh, question for a reply what what is a good um way to reach out i like i like something super simple like any interest question mark or you know should you know or you give people a number like one two three Mm -hmm. Hey, does, do any of these resonate with you? They just reply with a one or, you know, stop. <laughs> but it, 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 I really like also, you know, you're inviting guests to uh, a podcast, you know, so yeah. you can test having a link. Hey, set up a time with me here. Or, hey, do you want to, you know, you know, does it make sense for me to send you a, a time for us to chat? And a simple, you know, yes, sometimes is easier than clicking it right there and then and there and, going through and, and, and booking it. So I really love those subtle A-B tests at the end where you're just testing the call to action. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you're, you're looking for interest. You're not looking... You know, 10 years ago when I first started in sales, it was easy to ask for time. It's like, do you have 30 minutes to chat? You know, does Tuesday or Thursday at 10.30 a.m. work? Now people are so busy. They get so inundated with all these times to chat. They're you know, it doesn't work as well anymore. So now you're asking for interest. It's like, do you have any interest in chatting? You know, and, and now, okay, he's get you know, he's giving, and, and this is, you know, modern, like new modern sales tactics that uh, coaches like Josh Braun and Jay Barrows talk about. But, you know, I, I really love that subtle tree that you can do to get better results through, through the A-B testing. Mm -hmm. Okay, got it, got it. Now you're also um, in the e-commerce cosmos. Is this yes. the case? Yeah, e-commerce so, cosmos. What is it about this? What is this? So this is the other side of email. This yeah. is behavioral e-commerce email marketing, and 
we've worked, you know, ever since I left my, my first sales job, this company has been running. Now I, I manage it passively. I have uh, a team of copywriters, designers, and email marketers, and they manage a handful of referral clients for us. And we run Clavio campaigns. Okay, so great. we're creating shopping cart abandonment emails, behavioral emails based on past purchases. We're doing really amazing things with you know birthday emails, loyalty programs. And it's, it's been a ton of fun living on both sides of email, the cold, along with you know the, the newsletter. So you know, at one point in time, we were male chimp certified partners as well, and they still had that program. And you know, that's where we started and then transitioned over to, to Clavio for a better customer experience. So you're talking a lot with Shopify store owners, right? Yeah, we that's Shopify Plus and, and Clavio is an ideal uh, ideal customer. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Um, tell me a bit more about, um, let's say, two or three things that um, a shop owner should think about when they create campaigns in emails or with emails. Two or three things a shop owner should think about when they're creating newsletter campaigns or newsletter campaigns or, 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 or mar- marketing campaigns, newsletter campaigns, yeah, something like this. What should a, a shop owner think about when they think about um, sending out um, um, emails? Yeah, the first thing I would think about is getting more emails. So, mm-hmm. you know, A-B testing a modal that is on your site to get more emails, test having an offer, test not having an offer. You're paying so much for ads. You're probably uh, you're investing in SEO, hopefully, but most of those people aren't converting. So spend some time and figure out how you can get more email addresses and aim to get 25-30% of your revenue, your e-commerce revenue to come from email. And you know that that'll help set up a healthy business without spending so much for ads. So Second thing, stop sending from your marketing email all the time. Like, put a person to it. And we've A/B tested this so many times. When you add a person, you know, you're a small shop. Add your name. You're the owner. You know, we an example client of ours, Little Tulips. So we sent from Jenny from Little Tulips. That's you know, a great idea. A, I love it. I too often get a newsletter in that comes from. No reply at domain.tld or <laughs> newsletter at domain.tld, and it's uh, simply not personal. Yes, and like that's, you know, I, I don't want to. Yeah, I mean that's number three. Like never send from a no reply address. Like this is <laughs> this is <laughs> this is literally treasure. It's you. You're able to want to have a one-on-one conversation with your customer right here in email and where else do you get that? You have to pay for that on Facebook. You have to pay for that on it. You have to pay for that everywhere. Now you have their email address. Don't abuse that privilege. It's a two-way communication. That's how email is built. If you're sending from a no reply or you know, if you're not engaging, um, if, if you're not being active and, and monitoring that address, it's, it's not going to work well for you. Okay, got it. Mm-hmm. And what are the, the biggest mistakes? So we had one of them, no reply already, but do you have also two or three big mistakes that you have seen in email marketing that frequently are done? So uh, I wouldn't call it a, a mistake, but it's an improvement that can be made now. So most stores, you you, you jump on their store and they have always, they always have this 10% offer. And it's like, okay, you know, for, you know, Here's a 10% offer. Here's a 10% offer. Well, 
you can get more creative with how you do that. And you can create a dynamic offer that expires in a certain amount of days. And people act on urgency. If there's an offer and they always know that offer is going to be there, there's no ur- urgency for this. So if you have a store, you can do this with Clavio. You can just with Shopify. It's, it's dynamic codes. And it'll create this dynamic code for you that expires in 12 days. And then you create a series of emails to follow up and sell that uh, and make sure that code gets used. So you know, having a generic code, I think that's a, a huge mistake. Um, we talked about no, no reply. I would say another, another mistake is not A-B testing. Mm-hmm. You're, you're leaving money on the table. You can do something so simple, such as subject line testing. And then the, the final mistake, I'll say not list cleaning. So you'll get insights to how you're comparing to industry average. You should be aiming for you know, above those. Especially in your, you know, in your sector. So if you're selling kids clothing, you know, there's there's an average for that. And email wise, so open click re- revenue per recipient, you, you you can optimize that, and and really, you know, f- focus on on, on increasing the revenue. And I lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> um. What if I would like to um, implement newsletters um, newly? I've seen too many webshops that they, uh, yeah, that that they did not use emails at all. So I see a lot of um, newsletter signups at the bottom, and you sign up, but you never get an email. What what do I need to consider when I want to start with the newsletter? Wow, wow, wow! Um, Great yeah. question. Yes, and yeah, so many sites are guilty of this. So first off, don't be guilty of this. Start emailing from day one, even yeah. if it's an email a month. And now you're getting your customers in the habit of receiving your email. And hopefully they like receiving your emails, right? That's the goal. But you need to run a re-engagement campaign. And you know, when I first started e-commerce Cosmos, we had this client, they're an aviation uh, community. They're an air park. I didn't even know these existed, Norbert. They're, you know, you fly your <laughs> plane into your house and there's a community of plane owners. It's it's amazing. So they had an inactive list for five years. Mm-hmm. So we did a ton of research. How do we re-engage this list? And it's you, you send a re-engagement campaign. It's like, hey, you opted in probably two years ago. We haven't sent a single email. Do you want to receive our emails? If you do, great. If not, unsubscribe here and we'll leave you alone. And you know, a surprising number of people are still engaged. Okay. And then what you're gonna and then what you're gonna do, the the rest that aren't engaged, it's like, hey, you know, this is goodbye. If you ever do want to re- you know, receive emails from us, here's how to opt in. Follow us on social. Some people aren't going to want to receive your emails, right? But maybe they'll engage with you on Instagram and you can get some wins there. So run that re-engagement campaign. If you have those emails sitting, you know, uh, if you keep 30% of that, that, then I'd be happy. Yeah. And I think it's a, a good way because um, in my opinion, it it's not the matter how many emails that you have. It's the matter how much engagement you can see with the email list you have. And uh, if you send 5,000 emails and there is no engagement, it's um, the wrong list. A hundred percent. Yeah. You're, you're wasting money. You're paying for the costs of a software and that's it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, when, when we typically clean up lists, so what I've seen in, in the agency um, and, and we have fresh lists, so um, it, it, it will result in somewhere under 50%, um, depending on the age of the list. But somewhere under 50%, but this is the really engaged group and they 
love to get the newsletter. Yeah? Mm-hmm. And the opening rates, of course, are increasing. The click rates are increasing. And finally, also the sales, because you can focus more and more on the right content for this audience, as, as far as I understand. What do you think about those uh, Yeah, um, coupon codes? When you sign up for a newsletter, you get a, a coupon code. Um, how is this affecting the list? So uh, A-B test, A-B test everything. Yeah. You know, if you, if you have these coupon codes, what I recommend shop owners do is look at the lifetime value of their customer. And how can we get these first time coupon users to come back and, and purchase again? And now we're offsetting, you know, if we pay, if we use paid acquisition to get them in the door, we're offsetting that with a second purchase through email. So I like using a promo code. I like A-B testing promo codes. I like not having a promo code sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, you you diversify it. But if you're going to use a promo code, use a dynamic one and A-B test it. Have it expire. Have it be unique to that customer. And don't let it live on a slick deals or, you know, one of these sites because that's, you know, that's what's, you know, cannibalizing your sales, one-time purchasers who are using this code and never coming back. <laughs> okay. Now on your LinkedIn profile, uh, you say that you were a T-shaped marketer. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> you, you were doing some deep digging, Norbert. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rand Fishkin coined this term a while ago. And you know, it's like strive to be this T-shaped marketer where... You know, my skills, conversion rate optimization, search engine optimization, content marketing, say, you know, a little UX. And, you know, from there, it's like zone in. Okay, what are you going going to be the best at? Well, I, I took a, a turn into sales leadership, which has been phenomenal. And, you know, I can still geek out over all, all things e-commerce and build these, these side hustles, which is a ton of fun. But... Yes, if you're looking to be a marketer, you need a Google T-shaped marketer and then <laughs> thank Rand Fishkin for that one. Awesome, awesome. Now, um, what would you uh, advise uh, an e-commerce store owner to, or an e-commerce brand, what would you recommend um, to add to their e-com stack? To add to their e-com stack. Wow, that is a great question. Well... You know, it depends what stage of growth you're in. And, uh, you know, I'm building an e-commerce site today. What am I using? I'm using Shopify and I'm trying to keep costs down and not have anything else until, you know, my, my store starts generating revenue. With Shopify, I have a really good theme out of the sandbox probably is, you know, so the theme I would buy. Um, you know, and, and then from there, necessary apps to power the store. You know, you're growing Clavio is free for the first, you know, the, the, you don't have a huge list. So you're paying really nominal and you're growing with the, with, with Clavio. So definitely have Clavio in there. And then once you, once you start growing, you need, you, you need a strategy for expanding sales, right? So if you're going to do influencer marketing, you're going to want a sales engagement software or a, a software to organize your influencers like Mailshake, your, you know, if you're doing any type of outreach, PR, link building, Mailshake's an amazing tool for that. You know, or, or in the beginning, if you're cash strapped, use an Excel spreadsheet. But you know, ha- have some form of organization in there for this. What else? What else? Tech stack for e-commerce stores. I love Slack. I love oh, yeah. getting yeah. order notifications or 
you know, support tickets and just having, you know, it's your office. It's your virtual office where people log in and, you know, have water cooler chat throughout the day. So, you know, you're a team communicating on there and, and yeah. What role does automation play in your um, operations? Wow. Uh, Mailshake, we use automation for everything. From the moment you land on our site, book a demo, we're sending, you know, a Calendly Zap with Zapier to Pipedrive. And then Pipedrive pulls a Mailshake campaign, sends you an email right away, asking you qualifying questions. Depending on how you answer those, you get moved to another Pipedrive stage. Now you have a demo with, you know, a rep, and then there's a series. You know, things you can do after a demo from purchasing to not purchasing to ignoring and you get put into different flows and you have different mailshake campaigns targeting you based on those flows. And that's just inbound sales. So, you know, there's, <laughs> there's, we love Zapier. We love anything that, you know, is repeated and is manual. Go to Zapier for it and probably solve it. That's cool. Great. Um, okay. Um, I think we're close to the end. Um, my, Final question for every um, uh, podcast interview. Who has taught you the most about uh, e-commerce in your career? Who has taught me the most about e-commerce in my career? Wow. Andy Dunn is the first name that comes to mind. And uh, he's uh, the founder of Bonobos. Last I checked years ago, he was at Walmart, like VP of e-commerce or, or you know, the w Bonobos got bought by Walmart. If I'm not mistaken, but I learned so much about his journey on Bonobos and how he went from this digital brand, right? He was a, he first was digital and then he transitioned to brick and mortar first by having, you know, these really well fitting pants in, in New York in his office. People would come to the office and then creating the new concept of shopping guide shops where you go into this guide shop, you get measured, you have a beer, it's an experience. You don't leave with your pants. They get shipped to you two days after and they're custom tailored. And, you know, I, I really admired him sharing all his learnings, his tech stacks, his investments and um, like following Red Swan Ventures and, you know, and, and the type of portfolios they held and how they grew their companies. I, I, got, I felt like I, I was in, you know, without being in. And uh, I, I learned a ton from watching, watching them grow. Awesome. Thank you very much. It was really a pleasure to talk to you, Luis. And uh, yeah, um, I, I, just to summarize that, um, I think the biggest outtake, A-B split test, yeah, your campaigns. I think it's it's really a good, uh, a good tip. And, um, and also that clean up your list and, and start doing it. Don't, don't waste your time with not sending the list to the email to the list that you have. Clean it up, start sending. Even if you do it just one time a month, send the newsletter. This is what you have the email address for. So don't waste the time. Send it out. And if you send it out, uh, clean the list and A-B split test. I love that. Thank you very much. Have a great time. Talk soon. Talk soon, Robert. Thank you. And that's it for this episode of the Ecom Ops Podcast. If you enjoyed listening and would like us to find and interview more e-commerce operations experts, please search for EcomOps Podcast in your favorite podcast listening app and then subscribe, rate, and review. Until next time. 